Hey, welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2022 is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. Thaco, pretty boy, have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app. Have you ever wondered what happens when a journalist and an accountant each hop on a train from the big city and start a new life in a small, fantastical village? Heartbeats, a heartwarming fantasy, is a fortnightly podcast that seeks to answer that very question. It's often cute, sometimes funny, and very occasionally mysterious. We hope you'll join us in Heartbeats soon. There comes a bright morning in the late summer when a politician journeys out to our house in the high hills and asks my sibling Gage and I to kill a god. I want to make a new god. Something they can't weaponize or profit from or corrupt. Hard times are coming for all of us. But we must remember that the Troller Man has provided us with miracles countless times before in our very moment of need, and he will provide again. I'm still capable. I still have a way forward. I just have to find my way back home. I've had a revelation. Catabasian Mason has to die. They're all calling out to us. They all want to be seen. They're all hungry. These are the Silt Verses. What does it mean to be a hero? In a city famous for its heroes, what does it mean to wear the mask? Could you... This is going to sound really forward, so you're going to have to forgive me. Could you take my hand? He knows who has been uh, undoing all of the chaos that uh, he's been causing. So, you know, he sees you. He's like, we got a special guest tonight. I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run off this roof and, like, leap forward, and while he's leaping, you see his body start to turn to this silvery mist. You catch the bad guy. You 
capture the villain. You stop the rampage. What do you do then? What's what's step two? I can take care of myself, and and I I can take care of people around me when I need to. But it's not for you to decide everything for me. East Haven Heights, a superhero story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to International Podcast Month 2022. Uh, I am your host today for this game of Paranormal Inc. My name is Christine. I am from the Unexplored Places. And joining me today, we have... Hi, I am Brandon M. Kroos, he, him. I'm from the podcast The Ordinary Epic, a comedic audio drama about found families, role-playing games, dungeons, and occasionally dragons. Hi, I'm Jazz Isinger, she, her, and I'm part of Heartbeats, a heartwarming fantasy. I'm also one half of Sunken Rust game design, which you can find on Itch and DriveThruRPG for cozy, wonderful slice of life and also super spooky, uh, you're alone in the house, not really, games. Hi, I'm Sammy, uh, Obscure Film or Obscure Film with a Zero on Twitter. Uh, I edit the Silt Versus podcast, which is a folk horror podcast. As I mentioned, today we will be playing a one-shot of the game Paranormal Inc. by Alicia Furness. Paranormal Inc. is a game of mystery and paranormal investigation, where we play as investigators working for a struggling ghost hunting company, investigating scenarios, finding the sources of paranormal distress, and helping to bring peace between the living and the dead. We'll be playing a playset today that I have written. Uh, It is titled, I haven't said this out loud, I've only written it down, the pun does not work out loud, so uh, uh, it is called Be Kind, Re-Fiend. Um, refined. <laughs> refined. <laughs> Doesn't work. So to introduce briefly before we jump into our characters, it is the summer of 1997, and in this small suburban American town, that means the most hopping place to be on a Friday night is the Blockbuster video store in the local strip mall. But a recent slew of paranormal complaints have haunted the beloved blockbuster, from strange appearances in the aisles to reportedly possessed videotapes, threatening business and frightening even the most diehard of movie fans. To make matters worse, the hauntings have begun leaking beyond the blockbuster's walls, affecting several of the adjacent stores and restaurants. After weeks of hauntings, the blockbuster's skeptical manager has reluctantly called in Paranormal Inc. to address matters before things get any worse. Let's quickly, before we jump into our establishing question and our goal, let's go through and uh, briefly introduce our characters. Give us like a, a name, pronouns, your vibe, your playbook, and maybe like a sentence or two about yourself if you so choose. Um, do we want to go in the, the same order that we just went in? Sure. Uh, I'll be playing Chase Huffman. Uh, he, him. He is uh, a uh, the medium playbook. Uh, his vibe is matter of fact and warm. Um, he's sort of he's sort of like a a stoner who doesn't actually do drugs. Uh, meets um, like grade school camp counselor. I'll be playing Andrea Andy. She, her. Uh, Andy uh, is obsessed with movies. Uh, is chatty, quirky, and playing the bookworm uh, playbook. 
Andy is a going to be a freshman. She's 13, going on 30. Um and is a total brainiac, know-it-all, and absolutely believes in ghosts. Hold on, that movie hasn't come out yet. <laughs> That's a mid-2000s movie reference. <laughs> she invented it. <laughs> I'm playing Boo, pronouns he, they. Uh, he is the intern playbook, and his vibe is overly friendly slash distracted. Uh, kind of both Bill and Ted squished together into one. <laughs> and I'll be playing Rory, pronouns they, them. Uh, I'm using the skeptic playbook. Uh, their vibes are highly caffeinated and disorganized. As as the skeptic, I'm envisioning them as probably like during the school year, maybe having just graduated college or something like that um, in terms of age. They are also Andy's older sibling. And I think we established that um, this failing ghost hunting business belonged to our parents, and I have since inherited it, despite my lack of belief in ghosts. And yeah, I think that's pretty good. Okay, establishing question. One of you, a movie buff, has actually witnessed one of the allegedly possessed VHS tapes. What should have been on it, and what was on it instead? Why can't you get it out of your head? So Andy is a total movie buff and saw one of these possessed VHS tapes. Um, it was supposed to have been uh, like old episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and it was definitely Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as haunted as you can get. Yeah. I checked. It's 1995. Perfect. I'm open to options on why I can't get it out of my head. Does anybody have a good idea? Robin Williams impressions. You just have to keep doing a Robin Williams impression every like hour. I sure hope not. I'm really not good at those. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> did 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 it pull you into the world <gasps> yes. of Jumanji? I think Andy might be terrified that that will Ooh. happen, and mm. she has stopped watching movies. Oh no, you can't do that to a movie buff. Oh no! Since she saw this haunted VHS tape, because, like, it happened in Jumanji, oh no, it happened to this VHS tape, I better stop watching movies until we solve this. That's devastating. We have to solve this so that you can watch movies again. (laughs) The stakes have never been higher. (laughs) Um... Terrible news to report, the Japanese version of The Ring did not come out until oh. 1998. <laughs> we're, we're one year away from The Ring. Um, Alright, so Andy then, have you, are you the one who has gotten us involved in this blockbuster mishap here? Are you like, we have to solve this so I can watch movies Absolutely. again? Absolutely. Phenomenal. Um, Alright, so our goal as ghost hunters is to identify the cause of the blockbuster hauntings and put an end to them without significantly disturbing the operations of any of the other businesses in the strip mall. We'll see if that's easier said than done. <laughs> All right, so the way that Paranormal Inc. works is that we will visit a, a number of locations to investigate. While we're there, we will witness paranormal events, we will meet NPCs, and we will find clues. All of these will be randomly drawn using a deck of cards, and we'll rotate between us who is in charge of which of these four elements. Does anyone want to volunteer to draw our first location? Yes. All right. It makes sense, Andy, I think. 
for for uh for you to be in charge here of where we're starting off. So you've drawn the three of hearts, the rom-com aisle, a large section of well-loved VHS tapes tucked away in the back corner of the store. Because of the layout of the store, it's hard to see the rest of the store from here, and it's hard to see this aisle from anywhere else. As you round the corner, you overhear the tail end of a heated conversation. What was being discussed? When did A Few Good uh, Men come out? Because if as good as, it, as good as It Gets came out, yeah, if As a Good as It Gets came out and A Few Good Men came out, I feel like whoever it is is arguing over the Jack Nicholson content of those films. <laughs> like which line was in which film. I love a heated argument about Jack Nicholson, personally. Um, Alright, so now that we are in our location, uh, we can draw... Someone can take over the Paranormal Events deck, draw a Paranormal Event, and then let us know either now or at any point during the scene when they think this Paranormal Event should happen. I want to do it. Um, and then we should have someone prepared to... Maybe, maybe this heated conversation is taking place between one of our NPCs and someone else. So someone can take take over for the NPCs, and whoever's left will handle clues for this scene. I'd like to draw the card. Do you want to take over paranormal event for this one? Yes. All right, so we've got the five of diamonds, which gives us three options. You can pick which one of those you want, and you can introduce it either now or later on. Ooh. <laughs> okay, um, in the rom-com aisle, there's already a teen there. And they keep flickering in and out of existence. Ooh. So we've got a heated conversation about Jack Nicholson. Is the teen who is flickering in and out of existence a part of this heated conversation? Or are they a third person in this section? I feel like they're a third person trying to make themselves not noticeable. Excellent. So we round the corner into the rom-com section. We overhear the tail end of this heated conversation. A teen is flickering in and out of existence. Um, Andy, do you want to take the lead here on 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 staging our scene? Sure. Um, do we know yet who's in the um, conversation? We c- we can uh, we can draw an NPC card and find out. Since we have two people plus this flickering teen, that yeah. might be nice. Brandon, do you want to take over NPCs for the uh, scene? Okay. <laughs> if not, I can do it. <laughs> Sorry, they're arguing about A Few Good Men and what other movie? As Good As It Gets. Oh, uh, okay. So we've drawn the, the nine of spades here. So that is Rosemary Yang and Marcus Rodriguez, gross, uh, ghost groupies. Ooh. Uh, enthusiastic, obsessive, wearing various spirit charms. These teenagers have been staking out the blockbuster ever since the first reports of paranormal activity, hoping to catch a glimpse of some genuine ghost activity for themselves. And here they are, standing next to a flickering teenager. <laughs> I'm trying to so remember a we... single quote from As Good As It Gets. <laughs> this is the thing. It's not that memorable. <laughs> so as we come around the corner and we kind of like see this rom-com corner that's kind of secluded off by itself there's two people standing there um having an argument and andy sees the two of them and is like okay well i guess these are just like normal people whatever i'll document it and picks up like the giant canon camera that is like entirely too big for her 
and snaps a photo <laughs> of these two having this heated argument. Yeah, it was uh it it, it was it was you you can't handle the truth. He said it to Helen Hunt when when you know, he told her this is as good as it gets and she reacted badly because she felt that it gets better, you know. Uh and and yeah, that was that was in as good as it gets. Uh no, it was obviously from the riveting courtroom drama A Few Good Men. <laughs> Based on the stage play by Aaron Sorkin. Hello. <laughs> uh, excuse yeah. me, the two yeah. of you. Hello. Uh, you wouldn't mind if we asked you a couple of of questions, would you? Uh, I, we're kind of in the middle of something, but yeah, okay, all right. It'll only take a minute of your time, I promise. Um, my sister here just has a. Uh, has a couple of, of questions regarding anything you might have seen out of the ordinary here in the blockbuster. Andy, you want to... They Rory, like, nods their head towards Rosemary and Marcus. So, like, the two of you are having a conversation, but, like, you're totally leaving your friend... Wait. Wait, what's... What's... What's happening behind you? <gasps> well... Um... Okay, I need to get a picture of this. We are lost in the weeds here arguing about Jack Nicholson, and here is an actual Gugga ghost. The whole reason we're at this blockbuster. Oh my goodness, look, she's flickering, ghost like. And Andy holds up the camera and like tries taking another picture, realizes they haven't, that she hasn't advanced it, and she's like fumbling with the lens and like, oh no, they're gone. Shoot. Um, somebody? Anybody? Can you help me out? I'm trying to get this on film. Yeah, Boo's gonna, like, lean down and steady Andy's hands and then, like, look at the film okay. and, like, there's there's just enough left to take two pictures. Fabulous. This is absolutely perfect. Andy goes, okay, deep breath, hold breath, click. Oh, shoot, they were gone. Okay, one more. There's, like, the advancing <laughs> sound and... Okay. <laughs> Can anybody, like, go hold them still or something? That would really help. Sure. So Boo lopes over, because he's, like, 6'5", and he says, Excuse me, uh, can I, like, just hold onto your shoulders? Are you- wait, you're, you're here and then you're not here? I think the ghost does not say anything in response. They're not saying anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, just like that. Perfect, Boo. He okay. gives a thumbs up. Snap. <laughs> I can't wait until that film's developed and it's just a picture of Boo giving a thumbs up. <laughs> like, where they're supposed to be ahead, it's just, like, the thumb. <laughs> okay, so I did really have some questions for you guys, but, like, okay, that was kind of spooky. Um, So I think you should probably leave so that we can continue on our business, because, like, we're professionals and stuff. Well, we're, we're ghost groupies. We're, we're actually uh, here for the spook. The spookiness is is uh, kind of our primary occupation at the moment. Yes, but we are professionals, which makes this, I don't know, a closed crime scene. <laughs> I, I can, can I say that? Am I, I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah, it's a closed crime scene. We've got this handled. Thank you very much. For your help. Definitely a crime scene. Good job, Rory. put up some tape. Okay, 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 okay. We'll, we'll leave, we'll leave, but uh, answer me this. Uh, you can't handle the truth. That's that is from as good as it gets, right? No, it's what? from the other one. I told you. I don't really 
watch movies. You know when <laughs> Tom Cruise like leans across to Jack Nicholson and he says, "Show me the money." It's the same movie. Oh, it's like a pivotal. Okay, scene. well, thank you. You've 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 changed our lives in in multiple ways today. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We're gonna leave now. Leave this to the professionals. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. I think as this is happening, as the two of them are are filing out away from the rom com aisle, I would like to look around for clues. Um, given the the pot- the possible ghosts we just witnessed, and so, uh, we're gonna do our first roll. Um, when you search for a clue, conduct research or otherwise gather information. Describe how you're doing so and roll with an appropriate ability modifier. Um, and I think that Rory, as the as the tail end of this conversation is happening, is just taking like a very methodical approach to like looking on every shelf, looking under the shelves, basically looking for they're trying to rule out the supernatural as the skeptic. So I think looking for anything that might have explained what was the deal with the flickering person, like a reflective surface somewhere or, you know, a, a projector or anything that could could provide some reason to all of this um and as such if everyone thinks it sounds good i think i'm gonna roll with science definitely all right so i've got a one in science so i'll roll 2d6 plus one and that's a nine on a seven and nine there's a complication either with the clue itself or something you encounter while searching uh a random player will describe said complication so i'm gonna go ahead and draw a clue decide what it is and then someone can give me a complication. I've drawn the Ten of Clubs, and I'm going to choose the clue uh, Footsteps from the Roof. I think we, we, as I'm searching, hear the sound of footsteps from above us. Oh, there's somebody fixing the, the lights up there or something? That would explain it. If the lights were on the fritz, maybe we were imagining the flickering person standing here in the aisles. Boo rubs his eyes. Uh, guys... Uh, Chase, Chase says, wandering over from the video game aisle. That's, um, a drop ceiling. And, uh, anyone walking on that would probably fall through unless they're very light. Or spectral, I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah, thanks. So that's two ghosts. Oh. Potentially. That's a lot of ghosts. I don't know about that. That seems like a big logical leap. Straight to ghost. It it could be a rat. I wouldn't put it past this place to have rats. Did it sound like small feet or regular sized? (laughs) Well, you were all talking over it, so I didn't get a great, you know, idea. This is Jack Nicholson's fault. Yeah, I was... You know what? I'll give you that. This is Jack Nicholson's (laughs) fault. I have a question for the players. Is this teen in the rom-com aisle still flickering? (laughs) <laughs> Great question. I feel like they might have gone. Maybe the, the flash of the camera scared them away or dissipated them yeah, or whatever. Maybe embarrassed it is. them out of the rom com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a complication here to go with the nine. They can they can reappear if that would be an interesting yeah. complication. Uh Andy goes over to stand where the teenager was and uh gets bumped out of the way as they reappear. Whoa! Hey, oh, watch for- Hey oh, there. You're back. Hey, hey little buddy, how's it going? Did you just call someone your own age, little buddy? Yeah. 
<laughs> Andy kind of squints a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Ch- Chase, Chase just just nods very, uh, very serenely. I mean, really, everyone's a buddy you just haven't met yet. Am I right? So true. I think Mister Rogers said something like that once. I wouldn't know. I tried to watch it, and it was Jumanji, and I haven't watched the movie since. So let's just figure this out. Oh, that was deeply uncool of me. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to remind you of that. It's okay. It just helps me focus on why we're here. And yeah. I really need to solve this so I can go watch a movie. Yeah. Movies are important, you know? They help you center. I mean, did you like Jumanji? She did not like Jumanji. Or did it freak you she out? She did not. <laughs> believe me? She did not like Jumanji. Rory was there. I mean, it was a really good thing that Rory was there, but like... Did you like Jumanji? <laughs> I barely needed to be there. You were quite loud about your reaction to it. Yeah, but you were there... Well, uh, I'm scared I, afterwards. As I said, I'm not really a movie person. Uh, I thought it was fine. That seems important to the, the clues that we're putting together for this thing. Like whether or not you like Jumanji. That feels important to you. Okay, excellent. I don't know that us standing around here discussing Jumanji is going to get us closer to Andy being able to watch movies again and the rest of us getting paid. Oh no, you're right. Should we keep looking? Um, Ch- Chase is going to try to do a ghostly encounters move, if that makes sense in this context, uh, with the, the flickering ghost. Sure, yeah. When you have an interaction with a ghost while investigating, choose one from below. Either you may ask the ghost a personal question about another investigator. That investigator must answer honestly. You receive a ghostly vision about another investigator. Describe it and then add plus one to your next discovery move. Clear an appropriate condition, or if the interaction is related to your personal haunting, you may stumble on a clue relevant to the scene. Tell the other investigators what it is. Hmm. As you're deciding, I will for the audience briefly explain what uh, what this means by personal haunting. At any point during the game, when you've um when you've rolled uh and don't like your result, you can increase your result by one tier, so from a failure to a mixed success or a mixed success to a complete success by marking off what is called a personal haunting. Personal hauntings are things specific to your character playbook, which sort of of flesh out a little bit of your background in terms of um, your relationship to the paranormal. So for instance, I as the skeptic can, uh, can choose that maybe someone close to me died when I was young and I attempted to contact their ghost and it didn't work, or things like that. Um, once you've begun marking those in order to increase die rolls other pieces of the narrative can connect up to these these hauntings uh um so which which of these ghostly encounters results would you like to take uh all right i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna choose to receive a ghostly vision about another investigator uh which investigator uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try to see what uh boo's experience was of of uh the the haunted uh mr rogers slash jumanji tape uh boo enjoyed it (laughs) 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 he thought it was like the best episode of mr rogers that had ever ever been made it made complete sense to him that it would go from like the puppeteered set of Mr. Rogers into this like jungle animal CGI slash practical scenario and Robin Williams would be there. 
Makes complete yeah. sense. Loved it. But is also like completely on board with the fact that it might be haunted. Because <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't it be? That's you know? that's not how I would have felt too, Boo. Yeah, did you see it? Did you see it? I wish it was so I wish good. I had. I feel like I feel like I just when did though a little was bit. There and he turned into a different kind of tiger through, through her eyes into your eyes a little. Like we're all connected. Maybe we can do that somehow. Yeah. We should do some kind of like meditation. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. All right, can you all do the meditation on your own time? I'm paying you by the hour, which um Oh yeah. It's been a little uh, what next, Chief? Side. Shall we move on? Is everyone ready to, to move on to a new location? Yeah, hell yeah. As 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 we move on, uh, Chase says, "You guys are getting paid for this." <laughs> 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 all right, I'm gonna discard all of our accumulated cards. Who wants to draw the next location? Me. Yeah. All right, go for it. Where are we headed next? It's the employee break room. A small windowless room with a stained linoleum floor, a single dingy table with three chairs, a microwave, and a TV with a built-in VHS player, the one lights overhead occasionally flickering out, and on the walls there's some very like crumpled motivational posters, uh, which say like "Hang in there, baby," um, you know. Some of them seem to not be in any kind of human language. Oh. They're just in, like, odd symbols. <laughs> Love that. And it looks like it might be a printing error, because, like, the images on them are also very, very garbled and strange. Like, they look like they might be cute little animals, but the cute little animals, you know, they're, like, sort of paddling little boats, and they're having tea parties and things, but they're also kind of, like, melting a little bit. Far out. Deeply horrifying. I'm going to go ahead and draw the paranormal event for this scene, which is the Four of Diamonds. Oh, okay. I think as we enter on the TV screen, this um this small break room TV, uh, Forrest Gump is currently playing. Uh, there's, I don't know that it's apparent that anybody's watching it or if it's just spontaneously playing on here, um, but... Uh, as we glance over at the TV to see what's on, it be- uh, it becomes apparent that a strange horned figure, shadowy figure, is lurking in the background of the opening scene of Forrest Gump that should not be there. Ah, oh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> who wants to who wants to uh, draw the NPC for this scene? See who might be in here with us. I can do that. Potentially watching Haunted Forrest Gump. All right. Oh, very fitting. Sonia Acosta, blockbuster employee. Big smile, golden retriever energy. Looks like he just got out of bed. Sonny skates by on his innate charm and also the skin of his teeth. This is his first summer working at the blockbuster and he's still learning the ropes. Still, he seems to know everybody in town. Oh, hey, Sonny. Hey! Um, did you guys put this on? Because it definitely wasn't playing a minute ago. Really? We we walked in and it started playing? That's weird. That is so cool. Maybe it knew this was my favorite scene. Hey, did one of you step on the remote on your way in? No? The remote's on- I look down under my feet. <laughs> yeah, every look Devastated <laughs> to find out that I have not stepped on the remote. <laughs> That's weird. The remote's in my pocket. Maybe I hit it when you guys came in. You could have sat on it or- Yeah, that makes sense. Um- 
so I heard you guys were kind of like coming in and taking a look around about like the weird stuff. Can you do anything about these lights? They just keep flickering. It's been going on for like three months, like all summer. You know, we heard someone up on the ceiling. We think there might be someone here to fix the lights, actually. So the problem may resolve itself. There's nobody here working but you guys. No, we heard someone on the ceiling. Okay, well, maybe it was a raccoon or something, because there's definitely nobody up there. Like, I can see the hatch. See, my, right my personal theory is that there is someone up there, but they're just not ready to accept it yet. Right. I don't, I don't think you, they're fixing the lights, though. Awesome. They're making them worse on purpose, because then there'll be more ghosts. I bet they're up to shenanigans. That feels like something a ghost would do, you know? Ghosts love shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, this scene's amazing. I don't remember there being a demon in it, but this is where uh, Jenny yells for Forrest to run, and then he runs. Like, really fast and really far. I guess he's running from that demon. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. This must be the special edition. Um, yeah. Totally. Special edition. <laughs> Definitely in the employee break room. Cool. Sunny, ha- Sunny you... other than no, other than Forrest Gump and the flickering lights, I guess. Uh, have you seen anything that might be useful to us in terms of figuring out what's going on here? Um, something like projection equipment or uh, people messing with the tapes, switching the cassettes in the cases. Like maybe Jumanji got put inside the case for Forrest Gump, for instance. No, I mean, there was those two, Rosemary and Marcus were around here, but, I mean, they were just, like, poking stuff with, like, a fancy stick or something. I didn't see them, like, messing about. Um, I mean, if there's anything- Did you see anybody flickering? What? Like, they were standing there, but they were flickering in and out of existence. Is that, like, a new dance move or something? It could be. (laughs) Cool. Boo's like standing there considering that. <laughs> He's just staring into space. Great. Awesome. Um, well, my break's over. Uh snacks are buy one, get one, so like <laughs> you should totally do that on your way out. Cool. Thanks, Sonny. Yeah. I think we might be here for a while though, so can I just like snag some milk duds now? I mean, yeah, I'll walk you up to the cash register. Oh, thank you. You you are you are literally the best. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Does anybody want to search the area for clues? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm getting milked out, so <laughs> You're creating a distraction. <laughs> it's true. All right, so how are how are you how are you searching the area? What does this look like? Okay, so a distraction is being made as Sunny is leaving. We wait, I suppose. And then, yeah, just like looking through cupboards, looking like under people's coats, in their pockets, like even looking at people's lanyards and things that are hang- like hung up near the door. Mm-hmm. And looking at the lights as well. Is there anything wrong with the white bulbs? Like trying the switch seems fine. Uh, but we do find an overdue library copy of Agnes Gray's oh, basic roll. witchcraft. We have, to, we have to roll first to see if we do find it or oh, not. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, stat, what stat do you think you're using here? Ooh, um... Hmm, 
intuition. Intuition. Trusting your... Vibes. <laughs> trusting your gut, tuning into... Where's the... I'm trying to find the description of the... Use intuition when you need to sense a ghost, trust your gut, contact the other side, or suss out a situation. Yeah, I think that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, we're sussing out. All right, go ahead and roll. That's eight. An eight. P- plus one, so it's nine. <laughs> Oh, nine. Okay. So there's uh, a complication either with the clue itself or something you encounter while searching. So go ahead and tell us what the clue you find again is. So yes, we find a overdue library copy of Agnes Grey's Basic Witchcraft. Um, and it's like snapping, it's biting, it's giving you paper cuts. <laughs> oh. It's kind of mad when you touch it. <laughs> but not when you don't touch it, it's just chilling. Ow, ow, hey, <laughs> this book is like real mad. Uh, here, hold on. Let me see that. Uh, and I'm going to try to grab it from you without getting injured. Um, do we think that that sounds risky of me? Yes. yes. Very. All right. When you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve and then roll with the appropriate ability modifier. Um, I think I'm afraid of getting genuinely injured by a book. <laughs> and I think this is probably vigor. I think it's about being fast enough to, like, slam the book shut and hold it there before it can bite me, I guess. <laughs> or not touch it. Like, um, get it in a place where you want it and not touch it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have a zero in Vigor. Ooh. And I rolled a seven. On a seven to nine, a player will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with the move. If you go through with it, that player describes what it looks like. Does anyone besides me want to, like, say it? I think you set it up for yourself that, yeah, that uh, you don't do this perfectly and the book, like, gives you, like, one of those super deep paper cuts, like, right on the palm. Ooh. Oh, it's the worst. It's like a cardboard cut because it's, like, it's from the cover and it yeah, stings. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I think I think I will probably take the condition, like, bleeding hand. Does that sound... Yeah. All right. So I managed to restrain the book um, to pin it down, uh, but uh, from this terrible, horrible paper cut on my hand, I am I am injured now. Oh, ow, shit. I got a paper cut. Okay. Um, Does someone else want to see what I'm like holding the book open between two pages? (laughs) um, Trying not to get blood on it from my hand. Does someone else want to take a look at this book and see before it? bites me again who's gonna like lean over to look at the book without touching it did you pick this page on purpose i didn't pick any page i just opened the damn thing well it mentions ghosts and kind of like possessions and stuff i can't see anything about flickering okay so someone who works here was reading about ghosts and possessions and stuff yeah and stuff these milk duds are out of this world. Do you guys want one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, here. Take what you want. They are. Oh, I can't remember the last time I experienced a milk dud. You're right. It, it's an experience. Sorry, it's transformative. Rory, milk duds are real good. Hey, hey, are you bleeding? Thank you for noticing. Very perceptive of you. Yes, I am. Oh, thank you. Yeah, everyone always says I'm very perceptive. Hey, you should um, you should get some hydrogen peroxide on that. Maybe, maybe a bandage. 
would you like to take the biting witchcraft book off of my hands so I can go do oh, that? Oh yeah, sure. I love books. Uh, Chase Chase grabs the book. I wonder, um, because he's a medium, if he kind of has a calming influence <laughs> over the book, and it like it just goes fine. <laughs> it's your pet now. I love that. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna yes and that. Absolutely. Yeah, Ch- Chase just begins like casually flipping through it as you all look on. Oh, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in here. Wow. Anything useful to the current situation? Uh, hmm. Says here if uh, you hear footsteps on the roof and it's a drop ceiling, it's probably not a person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> but that is true. Uh... Oh, uh, hear, hear about, um, flickering. It kind of, okay, that's interesting. It looks like, uh, if someone's, like, flickering, they're, like, part of this world, but, like, also part of another world. They're kind of between the two, like a, a liminal space, you know what I mean? No, what does that mean? <laughs> like, part of a thing, but not part of a thing. A linoleum space? <laughs> this is a linoleum space there's linoleum <laughs> i think this is where andy pops her head in and goes is the movie over yet also he said liminal like in between things like on your way to like airports are liminal spaces so are hallways also your mom's basement is a liminal space i'm not really sure what's going on there I mean, it's, um, also, it's also linoleum, you know, so it's all good. Uh, you know, everyone had a point, I think. Boo's going to, like, stand on a chair because he doesn't want to touch the linoleum. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rory's going to turn the turn the TV off so that Andy can come in without being frightened of Forrest Gump. I think this is going really well, you guys. Like, we're, we're finding so many things. We're finding so many things, and I'd really love a Band-Aid. Oh, there, there was one under the sink in a box. All right, I, I'm going to go and, and dig up a first aid kit from under the sink and, and try to bandage my hand. Um, is there anything else we want to do in this scene, or shall we keep on going? Did we, did we discover all we wanted to? Did we actually get a clue out of this, or did we just get milk duds in the book? Yeah, we got this, the, witch, the witchcraft book as a clue. Okay, okay. Nice. The bitey, fighty, overdue library witchcraft book. Nice, okay. Now I know why it hasn't been returned. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next location. Who's not drawn a location yet? I haven't. All right. You're up. Okay. Where are we headed to next? It is a seven of hearts, which is the TCBY next door. Several degrees colder than every other building in the strip mall and a perpetual long line of people waiting for frozen yogurt trailing out the front door and into the parking lot. That's a that's a popular TCBY. It was 1997. I think they all were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what amenities does this place have that the Blockbuster is notably lacking? Well, ice cream. Hello. I mean, yeah, I mean, true. cold, cold, refreshing refreshment, you know, it's yogurt. Not ice cream. It's healthy. <sighs> I believe they also had ice cream at TCBY. It's true. But it is kind of in the name. <laughs> I'm learning so much <laughs> about this ice cream chain. <laughs> um, who wants to, who has not drawn a paranormal event yet? I haven't. All right. Do you want to draw a paranormal event for this one? Nine. Oh, did we come up with the, what 
it has the oh it's ice ice cream ice, it's ice, ice cream, cream. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's ice cream um so we're gonna go with the first one um someone opens their mouth to speak to you all that comes out is the sound of a rewinding vhs tape <laughs> very spooky who is it that is it another customer is it the person at the counter um i th- think it should be the person in front of us in line Ooh, that's good is the line snaking from the tcby into the blockbuster maybe directly in front of yeah mm. they're taking their business hey that's a really good impression of a tape rewinding uh who's our npc do we have one? Ooh, i can draw an npc for this one let's see and is this our tape recording person tape rewinding well, let's see who they are, and then we'll see if it makes sense. Uh, our NPC for this scene is Serenity Baker, frequent blockbuster customer. Impatient, sarcastic, heavy goth makeup, and layered black clothes. Serenity has been at the blockbuster nearly every time there has been a ghost event, though it's impossible to say whether that's because of some connection to the supernatural or a coincidence based on the frequency of her patronage. Um, very funny if we get in line behind this goth weirdo and she opens her mouth and the sound of a vhs tape comes out <laughs> if you don't if you don't know what the sound of a rewinding vhs tape is please go look it up on youtube um yeah so i think i think she makes this noise and then she goes <coughs> sorry that was weird uh don't know what that was about are you the ghost hunters that's us we're Paranormal Incorporated. Are you here for the Blockbuster or for the TCBY? Technically both. I was going to get ice cream and then go pick up my movies. At the same time? Kill two birds with one stone. They're right next door to one another. Boo, like, gives uh, Chase, like, a very skeptical look. It's only a It's one of the things. Yeah. The space between the two buildings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Liminal. I, what? What? Uh, Linoleum. Have you been... Um, Linoleum. I'm sorry if this is like a personal question or whatever, but have you been flickering lately? Uh, f- no, not to my knowledge. Okay. Are you telling the truth? Why would I lie about whether or not I've been flickering? Because you might be embarrassed. And, like, there is just nothing to be embarrassed about. You do not need to be embarrassed about that. Like, sometimes, you know, people people flicker. It happens. To my knowledge, I have not been flickering, but thank you for asking. Right on, right on. So, uh, is it ice cream or yogurt you're after? I get the same thing every time I'm here. Peanut butter frozen yogurt with chocolate chips in a waffle cone. It's basically the only thing worth getting. I think you might be right about that. Hey, hey guys, maybe we should get in line and get one of those. That sounds amazing. I think we should. And then we could put milk duds on it, too. Or would that be like heresy? No, it's genius. Thank you. Hey, Serenity, can I ask you a couple of questions? Because you're at the Blockbuster like more than I am, which is saying a lot. Uh, yeah, sure. Great. I'd like to roll the discovery move. Ooh. Absolutely. Uh, what what uh, stat do you think you're using here? Well, I'd like to be a smart person and roll wits, but I think this is probably just going to be intuition. 
Uh, what's the description for wits again? I feel like wits is, wits might work. Use wits, oh yeah, wits when you, mm, no, use wits when you need to stay calm in the face of danger, think on your feet, or interact with other beings. She's technically another being. Okay, well, that would be <laughs> great, because my, I feel like wits is fine. My wits is a plus two, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which gives me an eight, so. An eight. Um. So again, one clue and one clue, and there's a complication either with the clue itself or something you encounter while searching. So I would like to ask Serenity some questions and then um, have her like either dig through her bag or see poking out of her bag um, a corner of a tarot card and yeah, um, be like, did you put that there or did someone like slip it in your bag? What, this? Um, you know, this doesn't look like it's from my set. Um, she, like, pulls it out with both hands and is looking at it kind of confused. Uh, it is the devil card. <laughs> um, I mean, this is totally different art than my normal set. Um, maybe, like, my friend dropped it in my bag or something? Some friend? Who's your friend who does tarot? Uh, all of my friends do tarot. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, she'll hand the card over to you, Andy, so that you can see it. Uh, Andy is gonna, like, use the bottom of her t-shirt to, like, grab it, because she's, like, not quite sure what's happening, but, like, is very suspicious of everything at this point. So, why would they give you the devil? That seems kind of suspicious. Do you think it's a clue? I mean, you know, the devil isn't, like, it's not, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but, like, it's not all bad it has some some like positive meanings too um such as what <laughs> you know when it's when it's reversed it can be all about you know releasing beliefs that have been limiting you or um andy shoots a glare over at rory <laughs> <laughs> rory who is still i think trying to bandage their hand looks up rolls their eyes returns to bandaging their hand um, you know, the devil can be all about, about attachment and about attraction and, you know, about, the devil is not evil. He's just a scapegoat, you know? Wow. Serenity, can I ask what you were going to rent? Today? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on whether it's available or not. I've been here, like, every friday all summer trying to rent the craft but some dickhead still hasn't returned it and i'm honestly starting to get kind of pissed off i mean maybe i'll get the exorcist if it's not there but <laughs> we'll see do you ever rent uh romantic movies ew no um, not to make you feel weird or anything uh it, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> just asking you know have you ever read the book Basic Witchcraft? I haven't read it, but it like is on my to read list, and I was wondering if you'd read it. Mm. Talks about ghosts and stuff. I don't know. I'm not a big reader. Cool. I might have at some point, but we're totally gonna be best friends forever. <laughs> don't read books. Wow. I really prefer watching movies with my spare time. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Totally. Movies all the way, but also like books too. Anyway, I'm um, I'm next in line for the froyo. So, is, are we good? Can I get my waffle cone? Yeah, I mean, those were the questions I had, and also like super weird that someone put a tarot card in your purse. That's like the bent corner, and like 
just kind of weird. Were you on, like, the bus or something? Or did you, like, look in your bag before you came in here? I don't look in my bag all that frequently. I kind of just reach into it and grab stuff. It could have been from, like, months ago. I don't know. It does look kind of beat up. Anyway, hi, sorry, can I get a waffle cone <laughs> with peanut butter froyo and mini chocolate chips? Thank you. She has turned away from you all to order her ice cream. <laughs> Seems like a good place to end the scene. <laughs> all right, I'm going to draw our next location. Uh, as, as, as we head to the next one, um, Chase, Chase says, you know, I, I, I had no idea what a good guy the devil is. That is... I'm really learning a lot today. Only if he's upside down. Yeah. If he's upside down, then he's good. Oh. If he's right side up, then If he's right side up, he's linoleum. Yes. If I'm upside down, am I bad? Is that like a thing? Are you a good person fundamentally, like, in your heart? Because then, yeah. Oh. So nobody should turn you upside down ever. Don't, like, sleep on your stomach. Okay. That could be dangerous. Wow. Yeah, right on. This conversation is happening as we make our way into the back hallway of the blockbuster. Stacked with empty boxes, broken shelves, old standees, and tubs of dead stock tapes. Anything that's lost in the store ends up here from old products to customer lost and found. There's barely room to navigate around one another back here. Amidst the mess, a few treasures can be spotted and dug out. What useful item do we find and add to our backpack? I think... Ooh, what's a good useful item to find back here that that might help us in our continued what, investigation? Uh, what, what were they called? Like tape head cleaners or something? It, it looked exactly like a VHS tape, but it cleaned the VCR. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Tape head cleaners. That's such a visceral yeah. memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to add that. To, I'm going to add those to my backpack. Um... All right, who wants to draw a paranormal event for the back hallway? Who's not drawn one yet? I didn't think I have. All right. Two all diamonds. Ooh. Oh, these are all good. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so in the Deadstock tapes, there's a copy of Edward Scissorhands, and they're rearranging themselves as we watch, to spell out Satan is watching. (laughs) Oh boy. Rory does not see this. They are too busy finishing bandaging up their hand, putting everything back into the medical kit, stuffing stuffing stuff back into their backpack. Who sees it? And tremulously, tremulously? I think that's the word. He says, what happened to the E? (laughs) Where did the D go? You see, where is it gone? Do you see this? There's no T or G. So, like, where did those come from? How is this possible? But also, like, we've just learned that depending on his orientation, that could be a good or a bad thing, you know? Boo turns the tape the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I think the letters stay in the same direction. They rotate along with the tape. Okay, that's not good. We're being watched. How very linoleum. Or maybe it's not us that's being watched, but Blockbuster? Because it just says Satan is watching, maybe but it doesn't say watching you. <laughs> maybe Satan's watching Forrest Gump or maybe, Jumanji. Maybe Satan is watching Jumanji. 
I mean, he's pretty clearly watching Edward Scissorhands, right? I mean, you know, he can't like physically come here and check out the movie. So maybe like this is like how he reserves things, you know? Maybe he wants to be an actor. That's why he was in Forrest Gump. That makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Anyway, dude, watching you back. Andy, do you still have that card? Yeah, um, it's right here. Do you think like putting the two together is gonna like cause a magical reaction or something? It could. I doubt that very much. Try it out, let's see. Okay. And Andy pulls out the card and like plops it on top without touching the card as it hits. Do um do we want to roll some dice? Yeah. Is this risky? Is it is it risky? Yeah. It could be risky. It could be a ghostly encounter. Seems risky. <laughs> All right. Maybe maybe yeah. If this goes well, maybe we get a ghostly encounter or oh, something. Cool. That would be great. All right. When you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve, and then roll with an appropriate ability modifier. Sweet. I would happily roll for this since I'm the one placing it. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid what's gonna happen is like Andy's gonna drop the card like on top of the movie case and it's gonna like fall to the ground and the tape is gonna break mm. or like it's gonna do something to the VHS cover and like by it dropping like it's gonna ruin it and, and it's gonna go back to Edward's other hands so you're afraid of something it, you're afraid of it going back to normal, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of it. You're afraid of the non-paranormal right. option. Right, <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid that we're going to lose the clue. Yeah. If I do this, if I, like, put two clues together, it negates it. All right, what ability do you think you're rolling with here? Um, intuition, maybe? Yeah, sounds right. Spooky Kay. stuff. All right, well, that's a zero. So here we go. <laughs> Seven! It's a seven. On a seven to nine, uh, a player will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with it. Who's got an idea? Maybe uh, as as the tarot card nears the VHS case, the the devil on the card like turns to look at you. Ooh. Oh my god. Um. Yes, and also yes, I'm going for that. <laughs> Great. Do we feel like there's like a are you are you like scared by this? Or are you do we think there's a condition maybe? Uh yeah, I think to accompany the reaction. I think Andy has been avoiding like movies that are playing and uh, all of a sudden it's like, oh now this card is alive now too. Um and I think Andy takes the condition spooked. Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, anything to do with cards and or VHS and a blockbuster. Illustrations. <laughs> this is going to go great. Anything that could feasibly move like a picture. <laughs> anything with eyes or and or words, which is, you know, everything. <laughs> Thank God. Gifts have not been invented yet. <laughs> do we think, um, do we want to try to discover a clue here, either by doing this or by continuing to move around? Is it a clue or is it a paranormal event? The the videotape was the oh, yes. the cassette oh, was yeah. the paranormal event. I think we should go for a clue. Yeah. Has anyone not rolled for a clue yet? I don't believe I have. Alright. How is Chase looking for clues? 
or is it or are you are you finding clues because of this this paranormal event this interaction between the card and the cassette yeah um it may, may, maybe chase just uh directly tries to engage with um with the devil on the card as it begins to animate um to try to get a sense of what's going on here i guess that would be i don't know intuition i think that would be intuition yeah okay 2d6 plus one nine a nine so once again uh, on a seven and nine you find a clue but there's either a complication with the clue itself or something you encounter while searching so go ahead and draw your clue a nine of spades. Nope. Nine of clubs. I always confuse those. Yes. <laughs> um, These are hmm. incredible, Christine. Thank you. I had so much fun. <laughs> um, so he begins to uh, try, try to converse with the devil to see uh, just, just, just what kind of guy he is, you know. Uh, not, not, <laughs> not, not prejudging, you know, just trying to meet him where he's at to see what's going on. Um, and, uh, and, and the VHS case springs open, uh, revealing, um, a, a shrieking VHS tape, uh, and... Boo drops his froget. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Chase does not know quite what to make of this, uh, but it, it is certainly a thing that happened, neither neither confirming nor denying uh, the devil's place on the good to evil scale. <laughs> I think this shrieking tape opening um, sends Andy into, like, a fetal position? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the other option was running out of the room screaming, but I think I'd like to stay in the scene a little bit longer, so it's just like a clap the hands over the ears and just crouch down and... It can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. It's just a noise. It can't hurt you. It's not real. <laughs> Andy, you're okay. I think Rory has to jump to, like protective big sibling here like immediately arm around you it, it's okay you're fine it's nothing can hurt you it's totally fine will you shut that thing i mean it's trying to say something to us though right i mean okay all right okay I'll... is that a language you speak i mean not yet all right i'll close it i'll close it he closes it it's okay andy it's here it's over sorry that was my bad i didn't mean to upset anyone that was uh that was seriously uncool of me it was seriously uncool of the cover. It was kind of loud. Gosh. Wow. It was really loud. Do you want some Sour Patch Kids, Andy? <gasps> Sugar. <laughs> Boo takes out a family-sized bag of Sour Patch Kids from his backpack and hands them over. I'm using the collector move. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> Phenomenal. Andy definitely takes, like, two fistfuls. It just starts nomming on some sour patch. I mean, anybody else can, like, help themselves, too. And he also helps himself. You know when that thing was screaming? Was, like, was it screaming in, like, English? Or was it screaming in, like, weird alien language that we saw in those posters? I think it was, like, Latin. But I never studied Latin. It's just kind of what I imagine Latin would sound like, you know? Don't think it was latin it sounded like a dog whistle <laughs> are we sure there's not something in that i i you know 
I don't want to open it and find out because I don't want to scare Andy again. And I also don't want this thing to bite my hand. But maybe there's a microphone or something in there. Or, a, you know, like the birthday cards that you open up and they sing. Oh. Uh, I would like to make a move here. Yeah. I've read about this. Ooh. Ooh. I've read about small things that make loud noises. And uh, once per mystery, which I get an extra one per mystery, because I'm the bookworm. <laughs> uh, whenever an investigator says, I read about this in the handbook of the recently deceased, work with the other players to describe how something happened in your situation is documented in the handbook of the recently deceased, a guide for paranormal investigators. At a minimum, you must provide the following. Name the paranormal event. Describe the problem or situation a ghost might experience that's related to what the investigators are experiencing. Describe how the ghost problem or situation was resolved. Um, so I have this idea that the book, Handbook of the Recently Deceased, A Guide for Paranormal Investigators, was written by Andy and Rory's dead parents. Oh, <gasps> for sure. <laughs> They're dead? <laughs> <gasps> That's why I inherited the business because oh, yeah. they died. That was in character. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. It wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> Rory's like, I wouldn't have inherited this business if our parents weren't uh, they dead. Died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like they left us this like cool notebook of all of the stuff that they encountered, and then like it was in with like the will that was stuck in the safe that was behind the wallpaper that was behind the hutch, and we had to like follow all of the clues to get it and find it along with the will yeah it was like a whole thing and andy has of course read it cover to cover like seven 14 times, times. yeah that so you know you've seen this before in the book yeah so and andy details in way too much detail um like every single paragraph in this entire section um about <laughs> Little devices that, like, when you um, hit the trigger for the trap or whatever, like, the trigger for the item, um, it lets off a noise if there's paranormal activity happening nearby. It's the precursor to, like, what we would think as the little EMF readers, but mm -hmm. way less sophisticated because it just makes one noise. <laughs> it's like an it, on-off switch. Like it, it just screams. Oh, that seventies technology. <laughs> it just screams. <laughs> and the the funny thing about the thing that was in um the the particular notes is that it was a the, the item that their parents made was a recording of Andy when they were a small child having a tantrum. Is <laughs> <laughs> the noise that goes off. <laughs> It's the equivalent of it goes ding when there's stuff. It's Andy screams when there's ghosts. Um, so. Uh, oh, that's why it sounded so familiar. Andy, how did you learn Latin at such an early age? That's incredible. Uh, it's called reading. By the way, it's a dead language, so you don't even have to say it out loud. So I've never heard it said it out loud, which is why I didn't really recognize it as Latin. Except for people chanting it. But then, like, you didn't ask for all that. Okay. Um, no. Andy, you are like a really smart kid or something. Yeah, I am really smart. That's kind of like my thing. You're the smartest person I know. Um, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Out of everybody in this room. <laughs> so uh, c calling upon the handbook of the recently deceased yeah. uh, allows you to take 
uh, 12 plus success instead of rolling for any single relevant role of your choice. Uh, I would like to know more about this clue <laughs> or find yeah, another wanna... clue. Yeah, do you want to search for clues here? I want to search for clues here. Continue searching. All right. So on a 12 plus, which you get automatically using this uh, this ghost detecting device, uh, you get two clues. Two clues? Wow. Yeah. So who who's in charge of clue cards this round? I'd like to do a clue. Go for it. I think we should do like one each. <laughs> All right. So you you do one, I'll do one? Yeah. Eight of clubs. And I got the ace of clubs. Ooh, that's really good. Okay, so in the box of tapes, of discarded tapes that we've looked through, Boo digs around and finds a sticky note attached to a tape with a very tiny map scrawled on it. And it's kind of easy to see that it's it is the blockbuster because it says blockbuster on it. And there's a door in this very room that, according to the blueprint, should not exist because <gasps> when we came in, the door was not there, but now it's there. Oh no! Jinkies! Bum bum bum. And I think to go along with that, the other clue we find is that on the carpet, or I guess probably back here on the linoleum. <laughs> Um, on the floor, directly in front of this door, there's a muddy footprint that is like half, it's like the back half of a muddy footprint as if someone had like stepped across the threshold of this door and left a footprint. Is the footprint going in or out of the door? Ooh, I was going to say in, but out is way better. Ooh, uh, guys, should we go through there? If Um, those are like the same footsteps that were on the ceiling... The ceiling is, like, filthy now. Somebody's got to clean that up. Yeah, maybe there are stairs up to the ceiling through that door. Yeah. Oh, right on. Maybe. Right on. We should look. I don't want to open the door. Can someone else do it? Sure. I'll open the door. Thanks, Rory. Is that risky? I think that's risky. I, I was going to oh, say, yeah, absolutely yeah. risky. <laughs> it might be risky. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to put all the clues in our clue. Our clue keeper? Uh, am I Traffic using keeper? <laughs> Am I using wit? Do we think? Is that the um the staying calm? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at um, your stats, no. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, I <laughs> Rory is the definition of mediocrity. Rory has basically all zeros. <laughs> Roll two D6. That's a, oh, it's a five. Uh-oh. Oh no. Um Uh-oh. so I'm gonna do something. <gasps> so usually, you know, on a five on a risky roll, uh, this would not go very well. But as I can, I'm gonna mark a personal haunting, which will bump it up to a seven to nine. Woo-hoo. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the personal haunting delusional. It doesn't matter what happens. You refuse to believe that paranormal things are real. Despite evidence to the contrary, you gain the condition head in the sand. (laughs) That fits you so perfectly. As I I open this door that should not and in fact cannot exist and staunchly refuse to believe that there's anything weird about it. So that moves me up to a seven to nine, which means there is a complication. Um, Does someone want to tell me what, what the complication here might be? For walking through this impossible door with my head in the sand. Uh, I think you... Go ahead, Brandon. 
I was, I was going to say you, you, you find yourself uh, uh, walking on the drop ceiling above us. <gasps> it's way better than what I had. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Pac-Man situation where you go through the door and then you end up yeah. on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, I'll absolutely do that. Does it leave me vulnerable because I might fall through the ceiling oh. because I'm not a Why ghost? Yes. Arms out trying to catch you. <laughs> oh god, how did I get up here? Um Rory don't jump. <laughs> or do you, maybe. So I guess there were stairs. I've gone up the stairs, guys, so that's where we're at right now. Um not sure I think how to get back one floor. down. Um Do a flip. I'm not gonna do a flip. Can someone find a ladder or oh, sure, sure, sure. a rope? Uh, yeah, uh, Ch- Chase goes looking for, for anything that might help. He, he's, he's also shouting, like, if you do fall, though, like, spread out your arms and legs as much as you can to create friction with the air. You, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> you just need to army crawl, like, like in Die Hard when he's in the vents. That I can probably, that might actually not be the worst advice. Can you see um, anything that is, like, up there that we couldn't see? I mean, I can look for a clue while I'm up here. Like, more footprints or anything? Should I should I roll to look for a clue while I'm up Definitely. here? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is also wits, probably. Whether I can see anything while I'm freaked out. <laughs> uh, that's a six, so I do not find a clue up here. <laughs> oh, no. What bad thing is going to happen <laughs> as I attempt to look for a clue? army crawling above the drop ceiling <laughs> maybe you got stuck you get stuck i was gonna say like your hand goes through and you just end up with like one arm hanging down from the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> but getting stuck is way worse no both happens like you get stuck but also one of your legs falls through the floor <laughs> god and get wedged <laughs> you're in the best possible place because you can't go any like further but you can't go any like lower. Maybe you should just stay there. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think I live here now. It's kind of like a liminal space. Is there a linoleum <laughs> up there? <laughs> I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm gonna stay right here until one of you gets a ladder to help me down. Wait, wait, wait! You went through the door, and then you were up there. So what if we open the door again, and we like drag you out? Uh, I would like to look for a ladder. <laughs> I look in the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boo's gonna open the door and, like, put his arms through. I'm already spooked, <laughs> and now my sibling is stuck in a ceiling? Like, I gotta find a ladder. I don't think I find one. <laughs> You're frantically looking for ladders while they both open the door. Yeah, exactly. And I guess are also up in the drop ceiling? Is that how this works? Chase, hold on to my, like, <laughs> trip pants. The chains. Hold on to the chains on my pants. Yeah, right on. And I'll, like, reach through. <laughs> oh, that's really clever. Is that what these are for? Grab them. Yeah, I think so. Like, I always I think... just thought it was a fashion statement, but... Yeah, I think it was planned this way. Smart. That's really smart. Boo, it sounds like you're doing something risky now trying to save me. Okay. What do I have to roll? Vigor, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. That's good. Okay. So 2d6 plus 1. <laughs> so that's a 7. We are rolling so badly. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. a 7. At least it's not but a failure. A seven is good seven. enough. 
on a seven to nine, uh, a player will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with the move. Ooh, okay. Uh, you start to lose your balance, and you're you're uh, about to to join uh, the ceiling party, unless you yeah, I'm uh, gonna go through with it. Unless you fall backwards. Yeah, it's a fifty fifty chance. <laughs> I'm gonna go through with it. So do I roll again? No, you can you the if you go through with it, the player the player who gave you the complication describes what it looks like. Okay, yeah. So I go through. I lean forward. <laughs> Uh, okay, you you immediately find yourself uh, on on a rapidly uh, buckling surface, the the top side of a drop ceiling, ne- near a support, but it's it's never it's not <laughs> meant to support your weight or any weight. <laughs> oh no, probably especially not two of us. Yeah. Hey Rory, this seems fine. Uh, nope, you've just made things worse. You've made everything worse. Yeah, but if we both uh, Andy, fall down, Andy, the then ladder? at least we'll be on the floor. <laughs> Any luck? No! There, there's nothing! I mean, there- Um, let me go try getting underneath you, and I'll see if there's something I can push so that we can- I think that's a there's bad boxes. idea, because then we're gonna fall on you, and we're gonna break your arms. What about the tapes? Don't stand underneath of us. No, I the need to, like, tapes. push one of the, um, shelves so that you can, like, balance on it and not fall. They're really tall, right? I just need to get, like, Sunny's help. Yeah. And Andy runs out of the room and tries <laughs> to go find where in the ceiling there is a leg f- hanging down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably pretty obvious. <laughs> and then goes, okay, so here's the, because I'm thinking of them, like, they were, like, double-sided, um, big wooden shelves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm thinking if I can get Sunny to help push, you know, you could get your other leg also through, and then we like line it up, and you just like drop onto it like a monkey falling out of a tree or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> she can't find a ladder. Yeah. I so mean, that sounds like a pretty solid plan to me. I can't see how anything could possibly go wrong. Do we have an oh, NPC absolutely yet? Not. We don't have an NPC for Should this I scene. Draw an Do NPC we want to draw one? That I recruit. Yeah. yeah. See who you who you recruit to your efforts here. Okay, I got the ace. Oh, this is good. This works. So this is Bethany Summers, a blockbuster employee, high strung, overly helpful. Tucks her hair behind her ears when she talks. Bethany is saving up for college and takes her job almost too seriously. She has an eye on everything that goes inside the blockbuster during her shifts and is always picking up extra hours. And so it sounds like she's more than willing to help you push shelves over. <laughs> and he goes up to Bethany and goes, I need your help. And she goes, great. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like between the two of you, you guys managed to, to push these shelves over. And we managed to lower ourselves <laughs> and then climb down the shelves like a ladder, I guess. I yeah. guess. <laughs> Very gracefully. I mean, they were like six like five or six foot shelves in like they were big shelves yeah so you just like could like just shuffle to the end and just drop off yeah i think so i'm trying to remember back to like (laughs) way back when blockbuster the problem is i remember the shelves being really tall but i also know that at that time i was very short i was thinking (laughs) the same thing (laughs) i was like oh those probably weren't more than five feet tall yeah they're good enough so I think that as we descend here, Rory's 
extremely shaken by this experience, still denying, staunchly denying that it had any supernatural anything with it, being stuck in a ceiling and whatnot. Boo is absolutely fine. (laughs) But I think that they're like, okay, that's, you know what, enough fucking around. (laughs) Let's sit down, let's review what we've found, and let's see if we can figure out what's going on. Um, At this point, we have six clues, which may or may not be enough for us to successfully theorize what we think is happening here. Um, So I would like to propose that we roll the theorize move. Yes. When the investigators have an open, freewheeling discussion about the solution to a mystery based on the clues they have uncovered and reached a consensus, roll plus the number of clues found minus the mystery's complexity. So the mystery's complexity is four. We found six clues. This would give us a plus two. I think we should have an open, freewheeling discussion about the solution to the mystery based on the clues we've uncovered. Sounds fun. Which, at this point so far, footsteps from the roof, an overdue library copy of Agnes Gray's Basic Witchcraft, the devil tarot card, its corner slightly bent, a weird little device that emits an unnerving tone, which, as we've established, is the ghost-detecting device, uh, a door that, according to the blueprints, should not exist, and a muddy footprint on the carpet. We also had the Edward Scissorhands VHS tape. That was a paranormal event, not a clue, wasn't it? Uh... I mean, that can color our... Satan is watching. Satan is watching. There was a horrid (laughs) creature in the back of Forrest Gump. Yes. Yeah. That was also a paranormal event, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Plus the flickering teen, plus the... (laughs) The flickering teen! (laughs) Several other things. Okay. So the ceiling, the footsteps on the ceiling were clearly someone walking up those stairs I just walked up. Rory begins this open freewheeling discussion. (laughs) Head still in the sand. Okay, so we've got a tarot card, a book on witchcraft, a device that detects ghosts that was really going off, a door, a footprint, and footsteps. So someone was watching us from the ceiling? Maybe they were summoned by the basic witchcraft, because that book is (laughs) cursed. It's also overdue. So somebody could have had this here for weeks and months, as long as the blockbuster has been haunted. You know, it is it is deeply uncool to keep things too long from the library. So, like, maybe I mean, that also the blockbuster, like you know, when you have a tape too long, you know how right. like, uh, Serenity said that uh, the craft had been kept out for a long time. Right. Yeah. And so, like, maybe Satan took a personal interest in punishing whoever did that and like he was watching from the ceiling <laughs> so it's a vengeful librarian devil demon yeah yeah a demonic librarian <laughs> haunting the blockbuster wait how big was that footprint um like did it have like a hoof <laughs> well it was human sized it was a shoe <laughs> Maybe the devil wears shoes. Hey, that's a great title. We should use that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're welcome. You should. Which is why that weird little device was going off, because, like, it was sensing something that shouldn't be here, i.e. the Dark Lord. So, angry 
devil librarian just wants the book returned. And if we return the book, and it should probably be Chase to do it because he's the one that didn't get bit by the book. Um, That's cool. Then yeah. all of this will go away, right? Yeah. So- but wouldn't that mean that the library is haunted? The library being haunted is not our problem. That's not what we're getting paid it's for. I don't <laughs> think it's a bad move to return the book. I I don't think that the book is behind this, but as a you know a fan of librarians and libraries, yeah, I think it's worth a shot to return the book. <laughs> at the very least, a book gets back on the shelves, and hopefully, they look down at their still bleeding hand. Uh, hopefully, stays there. It's the right thing to do. Can I do a handbook for the recently deceased here? Is that uh, allowed? Can, can we handbook the recent handbook of the recently deceased to the solution to the to the uh, mystery? I. It doesn't say we can't. Because I feel like mm-hmm. Bruce read some stuff about the devil. Yeah, it's not. It specifically says not subject to any modifiers on the dice roll other than the clues minus complexity, and it can't be affected by taking on a personal haunting. It doesn't say it can't be affected by the handbook. So I think we can use the handbook because because we're only allowed to use it once a mystery, except that the bookworm's allowed to use it a second time, right? Yes. So, yeah, I don't see why not. So, how does the handbook solve, like, prove us correct that the book is the reason for the haunting at the blockbuster? Name the paranormal event you read about. Describe the problem or situation a ghost might experience that is related to what we're experiencing. Describe how the ghost's problem or situation was resolved. What have you read about? Okay, cool. So... Yeah. This um, feels it feels like this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> it doesn't say that it's not allowed, but it's also really fun because we left it to the end of the mystery and we didn't use yeah. hamburger to recently to see. So now sorry, Alicia. Yeah. And this is a one shot, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. We have tell us what you've read about demons that makes yeah, so this like, correct. Demons and ghosts are both friends and rivals. So, like, when the ghosts do something, the the demons don't like it, and when the demons do something, the ghosts don't like it, and they're having some kind of, you know, interdimensional liminal space war. (laughs) (laughs) And we just happened to, like, uh, encounter the archivist, who is logging all of these things that are happening. And it's, like, tiny, tiny little petty things. And so the blockbuster happened to get in the way. So are we saying that this has happened before in the handbook? And that we've Maybe just... Maybe not specifically the blockbuster. It's like buildings and, and human world, human plane stuff can get in the way. Of the war between ghosts and demons. Yes. Okay. I love that. Everybody else should add some flavor to that. <laughs> I feel like there's some notes in the margins on this particular entry in the handbook that is like... Do not, under any circumstances, let anyone else know that this war is happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Top secret ghost war. Ghost demon war. The liminal space wars, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Who's got something else to add to it? Since we don't have the complication from a role. I mean, do we want to? Do we want to just talk about narrating how narrating how we resolve this? Taking the book back to the 
returning the book to the library, is that all we have to do, or is there a second step? I think we also have to pay the fines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Rory's not happy about that. We're barely scraping by as it is. 25 cents a day. You just have to keep ghost hunting. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to get out of this business. I feel like we also have to make sure that the door that shouldn't exist is closed and that we also pay for the damages to the ceiling tile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just keep having to pay for stuff, don't we? So we pay the fines on the book. We make sure that the door is closed so that it disappears. And uh, we hope. Or no one goes through it. in front of it. What box is in front of it. Um, And then... We make sure that the ceiling tile gets replaced to maybe from an extra one that we found in the back room so we don't actually have to pay for it. Oh, There's just phew. like an extra ceiling tile that we find and we're like, hey, it's not quite the right shade of yellowed, but it'll work. <laughs> it's close enough. This one's new. All right. All right. So we've solved it. We have successfully, Yay. this does it, this successfully puts an end to the hauntings and the possessed videotapes. Andy, I have to know, what's the first tape you rent now that you feel certain that you will not end up with a possessed copy? Uh, it is the 1990 film Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. Full circle to the romantic comedy aisle. Do we, do we get a, a parting shot of all of us sitting down and watching this movie together? With Milk Duds and Froyo. It's like incredibly awkward when <laughs> that scene happens. <laughs> Incredible, yes. All right, well, that was Paranormal Inc. Thank you all so much for playing with me. Thank you. Um, one last time, would you all like to tell people where they can find you and your various shows? Uh, I have been uh, Brandon M. Kroos, uh creator of The Ordinary Epic. Um, TheOrdinaryEpic.com, at TheOrdinaryEpic on Twitter. Uh, check us out. We'd love it. I'm Jazz. You can find me on the cast of Heartbeats, a heartwarming fantasy, or on Itch under Sunken Rust Games, or on Twitter at Orange Like Jazz. I'm Sammy. You can find me on Instagram as Obscure Film, or on Twitter as Obscure Film with a zero. And I edit the Salt Verses. And I've been Christine. You can find me on Twitter at CPrevis. You can find my show, The Unexplored Places, at UnexploredCast. And you can find the games that I write, including this Paranormal Inc. playset, at cprevis.itch.io. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Storelli. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event. And you can even buy our team members a Kofi. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2022. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.